When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Okay, Ez, so we find ourselves in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. We're on Mustafar. There's a big battle going on, and Obi-Wan says, don't try it. So my question is, what would have happened if Anakin wouldn't have tried it? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, again, this is something that, that Matt asked me. Like, like we, we were, t- we were kind of getting around this sort of what-if scenario, and I think it'd be completely different, right? You know, obviously, like, it, it's, it, it's hard to tell, but you did have a master, you know, and apprentice there. You had Obi-Wan in, in, in Revenge saying, don't try it. Right. <laughs> he tells him he tells him that he tells him not to try it. And so t- to answer the what if, you know, what would happen if if uh, Anakin wouldn't have tried it, which is, b- by the way, I think we need to run a poll on that or something, you know, and, and, and see or, or get some feedback from our listeners as to what would have happened. Uh, we brought on a special guest today. So we have with us, uh, you know, Tom Gross from Coffee with Kenobi. And uh, Tom, how you doing, first of all? I'm great. I'm great. Very well rested for this time of year. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh my goodness. So maybe maybe not maybe not mentally rested, but physically rested for sure. Right. Uh, you know, about the the hardcore eight hours a day, uh, going to work and coming back. But working from home is not a piece of cake either. So but no, no I'm doing great. Doing yeah. great. Yeah, good, good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do, I have a question, I guess. Do you guys, you know, on, on Coffee with Kenobi, do you guys ever get into conversations like that where, where you get into what if scenarios does that ever happen I, I i listen i know you guys are real analytical and and everything i just uh we kind of surprise you with the question of like what would have happened you know if anakin it's, it's- it's not something that we do too often on the show, at least not in my experience on the shows, yeah. uh, the ones I've been on. Um, but uh, it is certainly something that uh, there are a couple guys at work 
at uh, we like to do the what if game quite a bit. So this is a great one. So uh, so I need I but I need just still a minute to process. So if you've got more to say about <laughs> no, I it, do. I do. I do have a thought. I just yeah. need to work it through. <laughs> well, it's it, to us. So this is one of those things. And I think I think we're a lot like, you know, you guys in that. Yeah, you don't when we designed the show too, it was sort of like, what are all those crazy questions that we ask right. ourselves just on the side? You know, that like we just we kind of go crazy. We go down this rabbit holes of like that would be that that would be wild like um you know back in the day matt used to ask me like what if the caravan of courage which is that old ewok you know movie or whatever right. he, he oh, used to ask yeah. me he used to ask me what if that would have failed you know and it has no relevance really to like <laughs> any of, yeah. any of the story but uh you know we kind of ask you know those those questions and it, i just i what i envision sometimes over at coffee with kenobi is just at, you know you guys sitting around just meditating on the great master, you know, <laughs> Kenobi and, and everything he does. It's just funny. I love your guys' show and I love listening uh, to Coffee with Kenobi. Oh, you guys are you. you guys are great. So but um Thanks. Yeah. So I so uh so I guess this is what this is this is what my reply your question would be then, Matt. Uh I think if if he hadn't if he had thought twice and not done the leap, I wanna say that this battle would have gone on and you could almost say it would be indefinite. I think yeah. I think Anakin is more powerful in the Force, but Obi Wan is more intelligent and uh, and uh, stronger in his skills. That it would have gone on to a point where probably Obi Wan would have made the decision that this is a battle for another day. Although I don't know. I mm, okay. Now <laughs> I need to retract that. No, I like that because yeah. they were they were at. I mean, that, this is they were at like. They were their backs are up against the wall at this point, mm-hmm. and so it it had to almost be a battle to the finish. But but okay, so I'm going to skip my my explanation and mm-hmm. get to the final. Yeah. I think had that not happened, I think you'd have a Darth Vader that doesn't look like Darth Vader. You'd have a Darth Vader that looks like Anakin. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. That I didn't think about that actually. I just I kind of thought, you know, I mean, by not trying it, is he is he going to? Does that mean he's just? Yeah, we live to fight another day. They they move on. That fight's over. You know, a lot of times when they fought, like, in the Clone Wars, like, those fights would end. Some explosion would happen. It would blow them away from each other, you know, and then it was like, oh, okay, we're going to come back and fight Dooku another day, you know, type of thing. So, um, wow, that would have been would have been completely different. But again, you know, it's just it's just kind of fun to to, to think about. I love the, I love your uh analysis though of like Anakin being powerful in the Force and Obi-Wan being like more intelligent and sort of understanding. Again, we always talk about it. I here was here was the second question we were going to ask and, I, and we're not going to, you know, go into this, but I think Matt was going to ask like what's what's a more powerful ally? Uh is is it the Force or the High Ground? And again, I thought, well, again, yeah. this guy's <laughs> Uh, you know. I'm so glad you went the way you did. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I thought, oh, jeez. But uh, yeah. Anyways, so we're just having fun, and and you know, good to, good to chat with uh, you know again the, the Kenobi conversation. Oh, and I actually uh, I brought something too. So anytime now from here on out, and uh, I'll, I'll put a link to this in our description. But this is I always bring my Obi Wan figures out, and I kind of set them around me, and I just kind of get in the I get in the mood. You know, it's just uh, it just gets awesome. me fired up. I here. love that. Yeah. So that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um, okay, so again, you know, we've got uh, Tom Gross. Uh, you can follow him at Draftline on Twitter, and again, he's over uh, with with uh, you know Coffee with Kenobi. Um, how you guys been doing over there? What's been what's been going on? We've been uh, man. We it's, I'll, I'll tell you. Sometimes, so Dan is the is the uh, the motor that drives this. Dan's there, and uh, he is the motor that drives this. And so, since we have not been uh, working at school. 
uh, which also takes away all of your extracurricular things that you do and, and all of the other stuff. For me, it's my, my girls are in gymnastics, USAG canceled everything, uh, state tournaments, regional tournaments, everything. So like our lives went from 1000 down to almost zero. And so that lets Dan's brain kind of start to stir and think of new ways to uh, go for things. And so we have, uh, we've added a lot of, uh, some really cool new things. Um, so on Monday nights, Dan does a Facebook live at eight o'clock central time. And, uh, and you, you will almost always find either me or Corey in the chat while Dan is, uh, kind of talking about the uh, topic of the day. Uh, last week we talked about our top five, uh, lightsaber battles from films, TV shows, comics, novels, anywhere, I mean, anywhere. Uh, most of them came from the movies and or Rebels or Clone Wars. Um, but, uh, but you know, there can be some great theater of the mind through comic books of, of lightsaber battles. Mm -hmm. And so uh, none of those came up. I'm trying to remember what next week is. It's, uh, it'll come to me. But, uh, yeah. but so we've got Facebook Live on Monday nights at 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, we started up uh, a Facebook group called CWK Cafe that we would love anyone to be a part of. Um, you know, it, it's just a great place for positive Star Wars talk, um, to build on each other, uh, especially at a time like this where we can't see each other face to face. Um, it's a great place to kind of hang out and talk the talk the uh, you know this story and this mythology that we love. Um, Coffee with Kenobi has gone to twice a week now, so we do a um, we do a uh, Clone Wars breakdown. Dan and I have been doing the Clone Wars breakdowns. Uh, and then um, and then there's another uh, show during the week of just random Star Wars talk. Yeah. And so so it's been it's been going really, really well for us. We've kept busy uh, throughout this through this time. And um, and it's been really good uh, conversation. Um, we've got the Mandalorian we're still talking about. We have obviously Clone Wars season seven we're still talking about. Um, or not still, but we are, you know, mm -hmm. breaking down. Um, there's still a lot, lot, and we have a celebration uh, coming. Uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed, but that celebration is coming. So we did a show not too long ago where we talked about our our dream, our dream uh, 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 panels yeah. there. And then um, Dan and I, before this all started, were at a. Uh, uh, technology, a teachers, an educational te teachers technology conference in Chicago, and we did daily live broadcasts uh, or podcasts where we did one Coffee with Kenobi show each day, and then we spent the rest of the day um, sort of open mic, bringing educators on and talking about the impact of uh, of technology and education, what what new te what teachers are doing um, in their uh, in their classrooms. Uh, we talked to several administrators of how they are bringing in uh, technology into um, into their schools and using it to train teachers and things like that. And probably one of my favorite uh, conversations was with a uh, a guy from University of Wisconsin. I want to say Whitewater, but I could be wrong. And he and I talked a long time about infusing games and the gamification of uh classrooms and things like that so we've been we've been super busy super, yeah super busy no that's awesome i i actually saw I was, I was talking to matt beforehand and um you know again i listened to your guys's podcast and I knew you guys had sort of upped a little bit uh the game that the double you know uh episodes and stuff and then going live i see you guys going a lot live a lot more you know like on youtube i think you did some stuff for your for your patrons and and different oh, things we did, too. Yeah. yeah so that's cool i mean again that's it is that sort of time where uh 
you, you kind of wonder what can you do? I mean, we've been trying to do the same thing, like whether it's a Facebook hangout or whatever, just mm-hmm. to kind of, it's also why I've been, I've been ramping up these collaborations, getting together and talking with people and, and creating stuff that folks can listen to. Cause I know it's just really, it's really a tough time. It's just, it's wild uh, times that we're living in. So yeah, that's good. That's good to hear that. I mean, that's, that's awesome that you guys are making the upgrades and, and doing all that. That's, that's, that's the next level. And that technology piece with the classroom, you're right. I actually, um, my, my administrators uh, asked me about, you know, podcasting and I had some students, again, I, I teach high school, um, who were interested in it and there's a lot to be learned. There's a lot of like, it's, it's complex and, and it's a cool skill that they can acquire. So we're talking about that same thing and it's a new day and age we're living in where, um, I think these are good, good things to kind of pass on to that generation. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, now I wanted to ask you, you know, too, uh, like, uh, uh, last night, uh, you know, I, I know that you're, you're the, you're the DM, right? In your guys' uh, in, in, in the, in the, can I ask you about this? And like the, the dungeon master that, I, did, did I tell you that I run the, the, um, our, our D and D club at the high school that I'm at? I don't know if I told you that. I, I kind of, oh, uh, I did not know that. Yes. So, so I run the club and I have, we have like four or five tables and I was actually just talking to, um, one of my seniors about doing sort of a final uh, session. So the, so the dun- they're writing the, the rest of their stories. They're trying to get their tables back together virtually. And we're going to, we're going to finish these campaigns. And I was like, okay, we're going for one massive, just big get together. Cause you know, they're, oh. they're seniors who they're, they're passing, they're passing it on to the next, uh, to the next group and stuff. So it's really cool. But we were, we were talking the other day and, and you had said that. And I thought there better be a lot of critical roles, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and some traps for, for, for the party to, to get through. <sighs> Man, let me tell you what it was. It was an it was an amazing night of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, and we usually break down the uh, the uh, session on our um, Patreon show, CWK Cafe, uh, uh, Pour Over. But I'll give you guys I'll give you guys the uh, the the gist of it uh, here. <sighs> so this is a this is a campaign. It's a it started as a teacher campaign from a group of teachers at our school, and then about a year in, we brought in um, uh, Corey Club, who is the co-founder of Coffee with Kenobi. So it's right. Danzy, Corey Club, myself, and then our uh, one of our social studies teachers, Dan Reem, and then our math a math teacher, uh, two math teachers, Corey. Uh, Marcus Kugler and Chris Metz. And then just la- about six months ago, we brought on our band teacher, uh, Jim Tallman. And so, so it's, it's a big group. Yeah. And, uh, we have a little, we have a little bit of adjustment, uh, going from face to face to, we are using the roll 20 format, uh, or platform to, uh, collaborate on now for Dungeons and Dragons. And it's, you know, it's been around a long time. I, I used it probably about six years ago, maybe five years ago. Uh, and it was, it, it was clunky enough that our, our campaign kind of fell apart. And so we didn't, it didn't work, but they had some, a few upgrades, but it's very similar to what it was originally. Um, but it, for some reason it works now. And, uh, and so this group, we sort of go back and forth. We have two campaigns and, uh, Dan Ream runs our original characters that we've been playing for almost two and a half years. And then about a year and a half ago, I started a second, we, we started a second campaign. Um, there's a lot of justification why we did that, that I won't go into now, but so basically we have two. And so last night was our first time back to my campaign. Uh, it centers around the city of Waterdeep and, uh, and, 
but they had they had traveled to Salt Marsh to take care of some things in Salt Marsh, and they were on their way back. Um, and so last night was a three and a half hour uh, session, and uh, and let's just say from about minute five to the final bell, it was one battle. Wow. <laughs> it was it was a battle royale, and uh, I didn't really intend for it to be that way, but um, but it's it's the way it happened. They were they were ambushed on the road back to Waterdeep, and there's some storyline that goes goes uh, behind all of this that uh, that they don't really know about, and I can't say in here because I'm sure. If they hear that I talked about oh, D&D yeah. here, yeah. they're gonna, they're going to be listening. <laughs> so, uh, which isn't a bad thing. That's that's a good thing that yeah. they uh, check out your show. But yeah. uh, so, in other words, I can't I can't go into too much detail. Right. But let's just say they they were up they were they were overmatched, and uh, and they fought for their lives, and uh, and did very well. Um, to give you an idea, what they were up against, they had um, eight bandits, four goblins, two bugbears. A, uh, a, a mate or a sorcerer, and then they had one bad dude named Dagger Don, who is a, a, a for lack of a better term, he's a bandit captain. So he's a he's a oh, tough thug. Yeah. And then and then there were also uh, agents from Waterdeep called Gazers. I don't know if you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. They are little uh, little creatures that float, and they've got eye stalks. Now okay. the the grown-ups of these gazers are called beholders, and those are massive, epic creatures to battle. Um, you, I mean, you you wouldn't battle them unless you're like level fifteen to right. twenty. Right. Um, you yeah. know, you're maxing out your characters. You wouldn't fight a beholder. But these are the spawns of beholders, and so so they had two gazers floating around in the woods that can shoot these eyes magic out of their eye stalks. So, I'll give you the end, and then I'll tell you the crucial moments. Okay. The end is is they eventually uh, they eventually defeated all the bandits, the goblins, the bugbears. Um, they thought that they had met their that the, the villains thought that they had uh, achieved their goal, which was to capture two brothers that are in their campaign. So Dan uh, Dan Z and Chris Metz, their characters are brothers, and they don't know why, but this group was out to capture them and, and take them back to Waterdeep. So, at one point, Dan Z's character was down to his final death save. Um, one more failed role, and he would have died permanently. And his brother was being dragged next to him. Dan was wrapped up in a net, dying, and his brother was wrapped up in, was tied up with ropes, while his brother reached behind, grabbed the net with his hand, and then to cast a healing spell, it's just a verbal component. There's mm-hmm. no necessarily any any somatic or uh, or other. He just needed to say, but I made it a challenge, and he tried three different rounds to heal his brother. It never worked. <laughs> so finally, oh. he... Uh, Finally, the the druid of the group. There's a there's a healing spell you can use at distance, and finally that that happened. The guy became the druid became aware that that there was a dire situation, and yeah. he did a healing on him. Anyway, wow. The, the bottom line is, Corey's character, who is a monk, and his character played phenomenally last night. I mean, it was the most amazing battle. He was rolling so well, and his unarmed attacks were smashing guys' faces breaking chest plates. I mean, he was all 
over the place, killing guys. Well, he decided, Dagger Don decided, Dagger Don finally said, this isn't worth it. I'm out of here. He hops on a horse and he starts charging away. Well, as you know, a monk can run double speed, 80 feet. Well, he was actually running faster than the horse at at some point. So he ran up alongside the horse, grabbed Dagger Don, rolled well, pulled him off the horse. Well, what Corey didn't know or what Corey's character didn't know is Dagger Don gets three attacks. Corey's character was pretty beat up from the mm. rest of the battle. Yeah. And that guy stood up, sliced him once, sliced him twice, stu- stuck him in the gut with his dagger, hence the name Dagger Don. Yeah. And and doubled his max hit points and permanently killed Corey's character. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. So in two and a half years of playing with this group, it's the first permanent kill. Uh. And and let me tell you what. It, even through the internet, even through a social media uh, or a media site like that, the the wind was sucked out of all of us when I when I said, "How many hit points do you have, Max?" And he said, "24." I said, "How many did you have before this hit?" Yeah. Three. I said, uh, "Dude, he just did 28 points of damage to you." Oh no. No. Yeah, and the dagger, the dagger stab, which it's so it's so fitting that his name was nickname was Dagger Don, because the dagger the dagger stab is what did him in because it was a critical hit on the dagger mm. stab, and and he and he goes down and it's so it was man, <laughs> it was a rough night. It was a rough night. Right. Yeah, and that's crazy because I I I know how like emotionally invested you get right in that in that group and you're going through that during those campaigns like that is that's not oh, crazy that's crazy so yeah. you're reeling you're reeling now still day after oh I my am. gosh i am i i went upstairs and my wife has no she has no investment in us playing dungeons and dragons whatsoever yeah. but i came upstairs and she goes you okay and i said well i i just permanently killed a character and she and she was like what <laughs> that can happen <laughs> i said yeah I said, yeah, that can happen. Oh. And I said, I almost, it almost happened to two of them. And, uh, and so the, the crazy thing is, is that, so Dan Zare's character um, is a, he's a fighter and he's very flamboyant and, and uh, dramatic. And, and he, his character saw it happen. And now Dan had to step away from the game to uh, put his son to bed. Yeah. And so he wasn't there when it happened. And so he had passed his character on to Corey to play through until he came back. Right. And and so his character's standing there, and Corey's like, "What would he do?" And I said, "Well, I, I said, what do you guys think?" Because the rest of us are still there, and so we talked it. Through, and I said, "I said, actually, wait a minute. Dan has been Dan had started playing with this character. He's chaotic good, and so when Dan is given this character is given a choice between two things that both." Both actually seemed to be the right thing to do. He had started in our last game session of playing a, a roll of the dice to, to make that decision. Mm. I mean, if it's an evil versus good, that was I mean, that's a no brainer. But if it's like, oh, I don't know which way to go. So so I said, let's do it. I said a roll of a 20 sider one through 10. He 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 goes and he tries to avenge your life. Uh, a roll 11 through 20. He retreats to fight another day. It's your high grounds question. And uh, thankfully for uh, thankfully for Dan and everybody else, he rolled he rolled high and decided to to retreat. Dagger Dan hopped on his horse and fled oh. because I'm telling you, Dagger Don would have taken would have taken Caladan down without right. any trouble. Right, you would have lost somebody else. Yeah, I mean that's yep. That is that is intense. They were fighting for their lives. See, 
oh man, that is so cool. And this is this is exactly why I wanted to bring this up because that is great storytelling. That is amazing. That is awesome. Uh, that's that's next. And so you guys go over those, like you do synopsises and stuff, like uh, on your Patreon and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we so. Do. Ah, uh, guys, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell folks that like that's worth listening to and, and getting in on that and and sort of, you know, just hearing how the story goes on and, and the campaign and stuff. That's that's great. That's emotional. That is something else. It's great. Wow, it is great fun. And yeah. and I have to say, sitting down face to face is a hundred times better than playing through. Yeah, through a screen. But yeah, you yeah. know, we love the game. We want to get together and do it. So we we've continued to push on, and we're actually getting more opportunity to play now because of uh, of our of the the world situation. Sure. But uh, but we are so looking forward to sitting down face to face. I can't. I I have a hard time believing that that tears might not have happened last night oh. had we been face to face. Absolutely. I mean, it's said it's really stupid to say it's a game. No. It's a, but you know what? It's it, the characters become, you know, we become the characters in this. And if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons and played a, a character through to, you know, fourth, fifth level, they really become a part of you. And the thing that I have to say that that, that Corey revealed after uh, after this whole thing was over, he had already gotten a custom uh, minifigure from Dwarven Forge, or not Dwarven Forge, from uh, Hero Forge, right. uh, of his character. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Geez. Good God. Well, I mean, it's, it's the memory, right? Now it's going to be like a memory. Like, <laughs> put him on the shelf. That's right. <laughs> and he went down. I mean, it was, the, it, it was an epic fight. I mean, if he had gone down from bad rolls or something like that, it right. would have been more disappointing. But it was such an epic battle. And he had fought so well through that whole thing that it, it was a heroic ending. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. So um, I, I kind of I get, I'm getting the same feels. Like like we before I think it was January or February we had a situation where our kids from one table sometimes games would just stop because there was such an intense situation that four tables would come together. And I have the video of this of our kids just so invested into what was going on on that table because someone's life was at stake. And you're right. like, oh my gosh! Like let's do what we can. Where are we at? Like we're all strategizing, trying to figure out where's the you know who who can help who can heal what's going on so yeah that's it's just great that's i love that i'm so glad you shared that isn't it so great to you i love uh i have a i have a game club as well and um i was actually supposed to uh present at gen con this year about uh, building a game club in in high schools um whether that happens or not we'll we'll yet to see but uh but i yeah i we have um we have eight tables play D and D um, every uh, twice a month. Um, two of them are staff led by Dan and Marcus Kugler, who are in our group. And then um, I have two uh, alumni come back and run tables. And then I have uh, two seniors and a sophomore uh, sophomore girl who yeah. uh, who is oh she is so awesome. And the funny thing is, she learned to play last year in our club. And at the end of the school year, I said to her, I said, hey, I think you'd be awesome as DM next year. She's like, no way. No <laughs> way. First first day of school, she came and saw me this year. And she says, you know, Mr. Gross, I've been thinking, I think I, I think I wanna I think I wanna try DMing. 
And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. that yeah. is great. And so yeah. she has been so fantastic this year. And I don't mean to make a big deal about the fact that she's a girl and that, that, that you know, the girls can't do it because oh, yeah. I, I guess I said it that way to say that this is a game for girls as well. I know traditionally mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons is, is seen as a, a boy or a male game, but I think, I think some of my best players in my game club are the girls. Yeah. Um, they just, they, they have a natural leadership to them and, uh, and, and they, 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 they just think differently sometimes than uh, the boys do. The boys get all up in the fighting and everything, and the right, girls right. Uh, really push the negotiation. But, but none of my girls will back down to a fight, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I better, I better just put a disclaimer that we're talking about Dungeons & Dragons here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for, for anyone who's stepping into the middle of the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Context, context. Uh, th- that, that's how my administrators are too. When they walk past, they sort of see like how um, you know. Sometimes if we're if we're like you know too loud, it's because we always do it after school, right? And I'm always like, oh, you know, like you guys are there having fun. It's like collaborating. You're you're they're they're there. And we have I think six or seven girls in our in our club. It's it's actually yeah. the second biggest club in the school. And I did not anticipate that being um, that that big. But it's just you get to role play. You you know you you get to be creative and and think and imagine things. And so. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's 100. percent It's it's great, and I I, I love it. So, uh, that's it's just inspiring. It's awesome. So, okay, all right. Well, now let's uh let, let's turn to some uh to, to some Star Wars discussion here. So I wanted to ask. I, I recently have been reading um the 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 Rise of Skywalker novelization. Sometimes I I had it. I I didn't get through it right away, and I I just finished it. I want to say earlier this week or this past weekend. And, uh, you know, that's something I've been consuming and, and stuff. So we wanted to ask uh, Tom just here recently, um, things you've been consuming. I know uh, we just talked a lot about, you know, D&D and upgrades on Coffee with Kenobi. Uh, but, you know, comic books, books, or, or have you been rewatching anything besides uh, Clone Wars? Yeah, wow. It's a long list. So you just stop me when I'm okay. <laughs> when you're ready. I'll start with novels because that's that's probably the shortest list. Is uh so last time I was on with you guys, we talked about all the novels I've been reading and one of the ones that I said I wanted to read, I have now finally read and that is uh, Force Collector. Right. Loved it. I thought that book was phenomenal there uh, I, I wrote a uh, I wrote a review on my own personal blog but uh, but to, to sort of give a synopsis of it was the only criticism I have of it is is that it had to be a YA book <laughs> um, and the yeah. reason I say that is because there were a lot of conveniences to the storyline the character did not um, really struggle for his discovery of uh, of items that had significance to uh, Jedi or the force but you know, once you get over that, mm-hmm. the rest of it is is great storytelling, and it's so well written. And I I can't wait to get back to school to start recommending it uh, to students as a gateway book to the Star Wars mythology, as just a great adventure book. Yeah. Because you know, even though kids may not have experienced Star Wars in full, everybody knows the the basic premise of star wars there's the force there are droids there's light side there's a dark side mm-hmm. there's a rebellion there's a civil war i mean th- those basic things anybody could read sit down and read the force collector and 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 get something out of it um and so you know i thought it was really well written i loved all of the connections to uh stories that we know every time to give a, a sense every time this this uh boy who is he believes he has the force and he does. Yep. Um, but when he, his force power comes through by touching items and then he can 
using the force, he can see the past or history of that item if it has a connection to a Jedi or some significant uh, event of the force. Sure. Yep. And so, so he's collecting all these things. And uh, and so it's cool. He's putting together a puzzle of Obi-Wan and and a Skywalker story. And uh, and he, he comes across something of Luke's. He comes across something of Anakin's. He's not sure if these are the same people, but there's the Skywalker has been mentioned twice. Mm-hmm. And so he finally discovers that he has Jedi lineage. And so what I think is really important about this book is that, well, OK, a couple things that are tied together. First is w- what is really interesting it, to me is how how successful um, Darth Sidious or the Emperor's uh, Emperor Palpatine, how Palpatine's plan is to discredit the Jedi and uh, and make them seem like the villains of the galaxy. And here at this time period of the Force Collector, you really see that people yep. truly believe the Jedi were the fault. Um, of what happened in the galaxy during the Clone Wars, during the Civil War, all of that. And so so you really st- stirred that pot around throughout the entire novel. But then when you discover that this person has lineage to to the Force and to the Jedi, you discover that there are also maybe even Jedi who believed and bought into that after Order 66. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to give any more away. I just yeah. I just sort of I scratched mm-hmm. like on the on the uh, the the quick the quick pick uh, lottery cards. I just scratched a little bit of the number for you. So yep, I don't right. want to go any yeah. further than that. But wow, in a young adult, I mean, sometimes it's too bad we have to label the books children's, young adults, adult because I think we adults as star wars fans need to read this book because it has such a huge impact on the story yeah i i was blown away by that book i absolutely loved it and you're right i I think you're you're right to stop it right there where where what he learns about his lineage and and what the jedi were going through or that and yeah it it was next level and then how it how how the force can get like that sensitivity can skip generations and just you know the, the whole thing it was it was it was awesome and then yeah, to go to all the different places too, the different planets that um, he visits with his friend and, and friendship and trust, all of that is is woven through that story. So yeah, I, I couldn't believe it was it was, it was a young adult. Not, I mean, it's it's perfect for it, but it's also like I wish all of my friends would would read that one because that it was it was solid and it actually has a lot of tie in uh, later to to some of the stuff that I think they're going to do, whether it be Mandalorian or even the Rise of Skywalker with some of the, those objects. You know, being able to touch an object mm-hmm. and and read or understand its its history, which was super cool. So yeah, I'm with you. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I that's what I, I I read. And so now I'm 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 taking care of some other reading that I need to do for school. And I've been doing some Dungeons and Dragons reading, professional development kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I'm looking for a recommendation here. And so I'll take your recommendation. And then if any of your listeners want to uh, weigh in on Twitter and let me know what I should do, because the clone, the return of the Clone Wars has brought me back to uh, this book, uh, Dark Disciple, and I have not read this yet. And so <laughs> I totally want to read that. But then with uh, with the release, the the video release of the Rise of Skywalker. I'm wondering if maybe this is the route I should go with Rebecca Roanhorse's uh, Resistance Reborn. So, recommendation, I mean, I'll read them yeah. both eventually, but recommendation yeah. on what's next. Okay. I think as you're reading Dark Disciple right now, aren't I'm you? I'm reading Dark Disciple right now. Yeah, I am um <laughs> So that's crazy. That's why I was like, I was over here. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
Uh, yeah, because I just, I'm in um, about midway through, but I will tell you right now, even if you have a chance just to get through, I think it's chapter two, some of the Jedi Council sessions, I'm sitting over here, I'm like texting Matt, like, I can't believe yeah. this is happening on the Jedi Council. And so I'll say that one just as a hook, if people want to go figure out what that means and, and go look at what takes place in that in that book, I, that one's awesome. And I'm, I, I love that you're, that you're interested in that. Uh, the other one was uh, Resistance Reborn, I think. Is that what you had up there a second? Resistance Reborn? That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah yes. I, I read that one too, and, and, and I liked it. Um, it definitely does a lot, I think, for... For, for Leia's character and Poe, really, and trying to figure out what's going to go on. It's it's a great tie-in to, to uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so, so, yeah, that that one, equally good. I don't know that I could yeah. choose on that. We're going to have to, yeah, toss it to the listeners because those are both really good. I Right now, I guess I would I would lean towards, since we're in Clone Wars, you know, we're, we're talking about some of that, that time period, that Dark Disciple stuff is, has got me absolutely stoked and, and pumped. So, yeah. 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 Right now I'm in um, a black spire, which is like the follow up to phasma, which I don't know if you've read either, either one of those, but they are both great. Vi Marathi is such an awesome character and Cardinal, uh, you, this guy who, uh, have you read either of them? Uh, I've read uh, phasma, but black spire is uh, actually would have been my third choice that I have not yeah. read black spire yet. Yeah. Okay. So you finished Phasma. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah. So Cardinal shows back up in, uh, Black Spire, and it's he and Vimarati oh. now have to do stuff, and it, and she talks like Leia assigns her to go work with. Um, and this is like in the first like couple chapters, Leia assigns Vi to go work with Cardinal, and uh, she talks about you know like well yeah I mean he's he's changed because you know but you know he still did torture me so like their relationships kind of tense when they first get together and then it kind of progresses from there. Yeah, so that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah, so you've been you've been consuming that uh, as far as like TV shows, movies. Uh, you know, obviously, Clone Wars has been been great. I I will just I have to say quickly. Um, I think I sent you uh, a message on Twitter where I was telling you that Matt has has just run all the way through Rebels since the last time we've talked and is just completely uh, into it. So yeah, that's been that's been good. It's really elevated our our conversations around Ezra and Ahsoka and the whole thing. So it's so cool, and I th- I'm so happy that you did that, Matt, because I'm I'm suspecting that. This uh, and we'll we'll t- I'm sure we'll talk about uh, season seven a little bit here in a in a bit, but I think that this uh, the story arc uh, gone with the trace through the four uh, the four part. I see so much of shaping of the Fulcrum Ahsoka um, mm-hmm. in this that uh, that I, I think it's it that that's a good this is a good time to to watch Rebels and to rewatch that. Uh, my daughter and I started rewatching Rebels about a month ago before before the the COVID. Uh, situation quarantine started but um we got up through season two and stopped there um then since since the uh the quarantine i have been watching um season two of resistance i've not completed it yet though uh but boy hit some hits hit a really good one where um uh captain doza's wife is a main uh care have you guys watched season two of resistance i i no, just started I, season one i just actually, started uh, i just started i just started resistance after i finished rebels okay yeah and i i think i think resistance both both seasons first and second i thought got off to slow starts 
um, which I would expect with season one because you're just learning the characters and kind of getting into what their jive is. Um, season two, I was a little surprised at how slowly it got started, but I think Resistance really starts to pick up when it starts connecting and crossing over with the films and the main uh, the main story. And I feel like where I am with season two, I'm starting to get into that um, or where it starts making connections to other stories. I think Resistance as a storyline by itself isn't particularly strong. I don't. I, know, I love the characters. I like Toradoza and Captain Doza and and uh, and uh, Kaz, and I like all of them. But I don't know that there's a strong enough story there. But boy, when it when it pulls threads out of other places, I think it becomes really strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been interested in, in in getting into that and seeing because I was actually when it first came out, I I, I, di- I didn't get into it, and I was sort of even wondering like timeline. Where does it take place between the films and stuff? So that's something I still have to kind of. Uh, you know, get into and figure out. And I found a little, there, there are so many, and I love what they're doing with, with books and literature and stuff because they're taking a lot of that stuff. There's some, um, there's some little nuggets in some of the novelizations, uh, which is, which is cool. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm loving that. So I, when I read that, I thought, oh, wow, I need to go back and, and actually, you know, catch up on these characters. So that's awesome. That season one crosses over with uh, Force Awakens. The, um, yeah. the destruction of Hosnian Prime um, is is viewed from the eyes of uh, of the characters at, in the resistance, and so it, it crosses over with that, and that's when that season really takes off. Yeah, because when I, I just started, and again, I'm only a few episodes in, and and just the idea of the New Republic and seeing some of that uh, interaction, or just seeing the face of that, or or whatever, it was kind of cool. And same thing when we saw it in the Mandalorian too. It was it was pretty pretty neat. To, whenever you you weave in. You know, we didn't get to see much of the New Republic, and so it's it's nice to kind of I don't know uh, get to experience it a little bit. So, yeah, and then comic wise, uh, it, it, let me tell you, this is a tough time, uh, and I'm I'm really worried about our comic shops and uh, the comic mm-hmm. book industry because this this uh, shutdown of the country I think is going to take a huge toll. And I've I've been in touch with our local comic uh, shop guy, and he's. He's not feeling good about uh, his business at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's it's he's got weeks left uh, where he may not be able to reopen again, and so I'm going to put out there that that uh, to you guys and to your listeners, if you have purchased comics in the past or you've been glad that you have a local comic book store, see if there's a way you know to get on social media, communicate with them. Is there any way you can help support them now? Uh, because they they it's it's not a they're gonna their business is gonna suffer. We're talking mm-hmm. their businesses may close right. yeah. uh, because of this. So if there's any way that you can buy backstock from them to help them move inventory at this time, you know they're not getting any new comic books out right now. Uh, so I'm, that's my that's my I won't I won't go on any further about my soapbox on that. Other than to say this book that came out right before uh, I don't know if I can make it focused for you guys, yeah. but it, this is the uh, Bounty Hunters book, the Marvel comic books Bounty Hunters. Guys, that is gold. Really, <laughs> it yeah. is super super great storytelling. And uh, the issue number one, I, I didn't get to to the store. To get issue number two, it's out, but I, yeah. I didn't get to the store to get it before we all shut down and he sold out of it. Uh, my guy did. Yeah. But uh, there's a, a massive cliffhanger from a moment of one of the movies that you're like, what? He did this when he had that? <laughs> it's really? like a blow away, blow really? away kind of situation. Do either, did anyone, either one of you read that? No, 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 no. no. I'm interested, though. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go check oh, that out. Yeah. Man. 
Cause, cause I recently, um, I actually, when this whole thing happened, I have a pretty good relationship with it's, it's capital city comics here and, uh, just, just in, in Columbus, Ohio. And I go down there and, and I basically, I have kind of like a list, uh, with my guy there. And I'm sort of like, if this comes through or, or, or if you get this, if it's, cause I like to collect some of the older stuff and then try to keep up with the newer sure. uh, stuff. But you're right. I, I called just to see if they were open because, um, I ended up going to, oh, I think it was Barnes and Noble to get like a rise of Skywalker novelization. They did a curbside thing where you just go out there. Everything was real, still socially distanced and you paid over the phone and I got my, my copy of the novel. And I thought maybe they're doing that at the comic book store and, Literally just to help the guy out, and just because he had something that I wanted to to grab. We were talking about Dark Empire. It was a, it was um, a Dark Horse kind of comic book series that I wanted to grab, and I knew he had it, and so I, I called him up and asked if I could get it. He said, "Really? You know, I, I can do a transaction. Uh, you know, but but you know, maybe if we if we do like cash or something." But you're right. I mean, they're really in a desperate situation where um, they might not be able to recover. And, you know, it's just worrisome because I love going there. It's, you get to go in and the wall is just full of like action figures and cool stuff. You get your comics, you get in that, in that, um, I don't know, that, that vibe that you have when you walk into the store and you get to, yeah. And, and having a new comic come in, uh, that you get to break into and then keep that collection. I don't know. I, I love comic books and, and making the collection happen. So I'm with you on, on supporting them in any way we yeah. can. All right, so cool. I think we got you know we got caught up there on basically some of the you know things that we've uh, been consuming. Um, we'll ask Tom now, just really, what are you thinking about? I guess moving forward, you know, things you're looking looking forward to. And again, I know we're we're in kind of um, we're living in crazy times, but uh, gosh, we got May's coming up. May the fourth is coming up. We've got uh, you know some book releases this summer and 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 celebration. And, and actually, we were talking like this is. This is it. This is the week we're, we're recording right now where one year ago we were at Celebration and uh, it's just it's kind of it's heartbreaking a little bit. Yeah, um, it's it's difficult to get excited for it, to be quite honest with you. Now, I will say seeing the pictures that have come out recently of the one year anniversary of the Chicago uh, Celebration, that gets me excited again. Uh, definitely I'm feeling the excitement there on that, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, things I'm looking forward to certainly celebration Anaheim would be at the top of my list, uh, when it comes to star Wars, getting back together, um, you know, doing the podcast hangout again in Chicago, that was such a huge hit and, uh, definitely looking forward to meeting you guys face to face at that, uh, if that, you know, when that happens and, um, uh, so, so celebration will be at the top of it. Um, the conclusion of Clone Wars is definitely um, something that I'm. I don't know. I'm. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm. I'm. It's kind of like when you're building up to Christmas and you're so excited to get the Christmas gifts, but you you hate that, you know, December twenty seventh, eight a.m. in the morning feel because now everything that you've built up to is now gone, mm-hmm. and so I'm like. Each each episode of season seven that comes out, it's like it's a morsel that I'm just trying to enjoy, but I don't want it to be over. And we're down to just a few episodes, one story arc left. And so obviously I'm excited about that. And the end of uh, episode eight tells us where this is all headed. Mm. And so um, so I'm excited for that. Um, I got one book in mind that I'm excited about, but I'm curious what novels are coming out uh, uh, the well, the, summer the, that, that you might have. Well, all the High Republic stuff. Yeah, out. I think that's yeah. sort of what. Actually, last time we we talked, we were <laughs> you know discussing that the, the idea, right? Um, of of we had like the update. What was it? Um, it was some Project Luminous. Luminous. Project yeah, Luminous. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, so yeah, I, how, I laughed because how could I, how could I possibly forget about that? And we yeah. just got some new uh, art and character descriptions for that on StarWars.com. Yeah, yeah. And so, oh, you guys, I don't know this. This is like this is op- this is like finding you know in the basement of Maz Maz's castle yeah. a new chest to pop open and be like, whoa have not seen this yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that you know that feeling you get and so uh yeah totally excited for that to get a new era of star wars and and you know i don't know is it just going to be a I, of course as a librarian i'm totally pumped that in order to consume this new story it has to be through a book um you know i'm i'm so excited for that because i love what books do for us and our minds and the way we imagine and it leaves so much out there for discussion because even though the words are on the page the theater happens inside our heads and so what i see might be different than what you guys see uh and it gives us a lot of opportunity for discussion so i i love that so thanks for reminding me of that yeah, yeah. um because i was having a hard time hurdling this one there's there's a new book coming out in october um, if you haven't seen this, uh, it's called the Star Wars book. Explain, expand mm-hmm. your knowledge of a galaxy far, far away. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Okay. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. Written by my good friend, Dan Zare, along yeah. with Pablo Hidalgo and uh, Cole Horton. And so I'm totally, totally pumped for uh, that book to come out um, to see, to see what, what they have to say. And it's so yeah. funny because it, I've never, I've never been friends with an author uh, before, uh, at least an author of, of this level before, um, let alone someone who is working in a galaxy that holds secrets really well. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Dan Zare is a master at secret keeping. And, and so I, I can't wait. I mean, he saw the solo premiere a week before I saw it. Mm-hmm. He saw the last Jedi or, uh, rise of Skywalker a week before, uh, I get, I got to see it. And the whole week between there, when he saw it and I saw it, he he never let on to a single thing of whether he liked it, didn't like it, what happens, what doesn't happen. All I mean, he, it was like it was like Dan's air just on any other day. And so he is so masterful at keeping secrets. They couldn't have hired another a better person to uh, write a book like this that I'm I suspect will have uh, some uh, secrets in it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm totally pumped to uh, to be able to uh, read that, and then also to be able to interview him and talk to him yeah. about the creation of that. But the but the the the, the new republics, uh, not new republic. The is it high republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, so um, I, I, it's exciting. It's it's really exciting, and it's it's neat to kind of be going back and and you know looking at um, what, what is it, 400 years or something before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, before... four, yeah, four, yeah, four hundred years before I, uh, I think uh, the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, and and so just to kind of see, as you said, the images came out. We got introduced to some of these new, you know, Jedi. Uh, and and Tom, what I like is is that when when you looked at the behind the scenes on how all these authors are working together, uh, and they, they've got concept artists and stuff like that. That that seems really interconnected, and we're gonna have a series of stories that might be you know, connected and we'll, we'll experience a character here and they'll, they'll be in this story over there. So yeah. uh, it's, it's next level. I, I think that's, that's cool because then, you know, kids and us, uh, you know, Star Wars fans, we get, we buy in and we, um, you know, we're, we're working, I guess. Yeah. We, we read the one book and then we're propelled into the next one too. So the really interesting thing I think about it is there are characters that we see that, you know, you kind of forget are incredibly old 
that are likely to pop up or hear about. You know, Yoda's obviously the number one. I think everyone thinks, oh, we're going to see a younger Yoda in his prime, maybe not even on the uh, a master of the council yet. Um, you got Yaddle as well. Uh, Maz is like a thousand years old, so <laughs> she could possibly show oh. up. Uh, you know, Jabba the Hutt is roughly 600, so he's like years old, so he would be kind of around uh, during possibly that time. So there's definitely some of these characters that we've heard of or have seen that, oh, well, we could see a younger version of them, and that would be like really interesting too, just to tie it into the bigger, you know, the bigger story. That was actually the question I was going to ask is, is we've had conversations about those characters that uh, are long term. And so the question that, that we we always stump ourselves on and we and the conversation kind of ends and we go our own way at work <laughs> is, is do you want to see those characters in these stories? Yes, that's a great yes. question. That's <laughs> so I, I think. So Matt and I might disagree a little bit on this, just in that I do want to. It'd be neat, but if only in like a small sort of um, reference, so nothing that would take away from from the other uh, characters. As long as it's elevating them in some way, I think that'd be kind of neat. You know, I, I don't know that we need Yoda out there um, leading the right. charge or whatever. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I, I agree because it's something we've been we've been talking about with. You know, like with Mandalorian, you know, the rumors of Ahsoka showing up. It's like, do we, we don't want the show to turn into her show because then it takes away from Mandalorian. Um, but I just finished Rebels uh, and, you know, like she shows up and then Rex shows up and all this stuff. But it doesn't really ever take away from Kanan and Ezra and Sabine. True. And it's still True. their story. It's just you just bring these people in. And so I think that that's probably how they'll they'll do it is, we, you know, we may see. Yoda, but he's it's, he's not going to be like the main the main character, obviously. Yeah the the comment that came up uh, with my buddy at work was, what if one of these Jedi Masters on the covers of the books, you know, what if one of these that we've been introduced to has a Padawan named Yoda? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I and and there's a situation where I almost feel like. Clone Wars became more Ahsoka story than Anakin story at, yes. at some some points, and and I, I, I mean I'm I I love Ahsoka's character. I mean she's she's in my top five of Star Wars characters, so that doesn't bother me. But there are times I look at it, I'm like, have we lost focus of of what the Clone Wars story was supposed to be? And I don't know who am I to say what it was supposed to be, other than in my own mind. But you know, so did we did we shift focus of did did the writers shift focus of hey people really seem to be interested in this character so let's start writing more story arcs about that I, I don't know I don't know yeah. how that works but right. it's funny it's funny when you think about how Ahsoka's introduction she was really hated people couldn't stand her she was irritating she was annoying blah 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 all that kind of you know stuff um, but then we've come to absolutely most I mean, at least in my case completely mm-hmm. adore and uh when we talk about things we've done uh during this quarantine uh, i did finally watch the clone wars movie i'd never seen the clone wars uh feature film and one of my friends said oh my gosh ahsoka is so annoying in that and you know i did not i did not experience that mm-hmm. and i think some of it's because i i knew who she becomes but also this is just a little snidbit tidbit uh is that uh snidbit i don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a new expression yeah. but uh was I appreciated the 
like where the the two term the two terms that really have irritated me throughout the entire Clone Wars is Sky Guy and Snips. <laughs> well, now I see the origin of both of those, and I'm like, oh, well, okay. I, mm-hmm. Sky Guy, I'm still not as crazy about, but Snips totally makes sense to me now. And so now when Anakin says that, it doesn't bother me that he's calling her Snips. Sky Guy, meh. Yeah. But it was it was formed from a very uh, uh, naive. Uh, innocent sort of uh, uh, way, so it's all good. But yeah, I, I do. I, there's a part of me that wonders about in this in this High Republic, if we bring in characters that we know, I think it has to be carefully done, mm-hmm. um, so that the story doesn't become about Yoda or about Yaddle. But it cool to know more about Maz. Maz is a character. Man, I would love to get a Maz story mm-hmm. somewhere, like a hardcore Maz story. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, 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 that's a good comparison to, you know, Ahsoka kind of, uh, growing into that character that we, we love and we really are focused on and gosh, look at season, uh, seven here. Right. I mean, that's really where we're, that's what it's all about, you know, and it's, so, so I, I think you're right. And I also, by the way, I gotta say, we're like, uh, in, in some level connected there. Cause I recently went back and watched that as well. Uh, they're battling like Christophysis or wherever it's at. And, and like when she shows up, Obi-Wan is supposed to, that's supposed to be his paddle on. And it's like, no, I'm here with, you yes. know, for, for Skywalker. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a good one. That's good. Um, yeah. awesome. Well, you know, that kind of actually bridges us, I guess, into, we, we wanted to talk and we wanted to ask you, uh, you know, about season seven and just really your, your thoughts so far on Clone Wars. Uh, we've been enjoying it. Uh, I think so. We've got like what episodes one through eight uh, out now. And and uh, it's it's we had the Bad Batch. And now we're in with this uh, with these four episodes where we've had Ahsoka, um, you know, with uh, Trace and, and, and Rafa. So, you, you know, thoughts on on season seven. So my initially my thought was, um or my initial, my initial thought is this isn't anything what I was expecting Clone Wars Season 7 to be like. Um, I really thought it was going to be more about the Clone War. Um, but what the decision that they made, uh, uh, Dave Filoni decided to go with uh, really deep character arcs and uh, character studies. And, and so while I say it wasn't what I was expecting, that does not mean I'm critical of it. It just, each, each episode I go, whoa, this... It's, it just hasn't gone where I thought it was going to go. So um, so I think, though, and again, here's my expectations again. My expectation is, okay, so the final four episodes, we're heading off to Mandalore, and I'm assuming this is going to be the uh, the takeover, the Battle of Mandalore. Um, now we're going to get into hardcore uh, war. But uh, so with that said, the first two story arcs, the Bad Batch and the Martez sister uh, uh, story arcs, I think have been masterful. I think in hindsight, when we when we come back someday, a uh, year from now, you know, maybe even in discussion and review at celebration, we're going to look at these two, at least these first two story arcs of season seven, as being pieces of of art. I just I think they are so beautifully done. The, uh, the cinematography, the animation is unbelievable. Um, it's just, and the funny thing is, it's kind of like a Claritin commercial where I take the rest of the Clone Wars and I, and I, I look at the Clone Wars and I think it's, it's awesome. It's fantastic. The art and, and cinematography is, is beautiful, but season seven, peel it off after I've taken the Claritin and it just becomes so much sharper. The emotions, the clarity of Ahsoka's eyes. I mean, just they're able to use and show the emotions and the faces of the characters so much better now. And I, I don't know I don't know what's different, uh, but something is very different. Yeah. Um, so 
so that is, uh, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll start with that as far as my review of it is these two episodes are going to be uh, looked upon as works of art. What, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I think you're, it's, they're stunning. They're, they're actually stunning. And in your, I didn't realize either too, that we were going to do like, you know, four episodes focus, you know, on, on, on the clones, on Rex and things and, and echo and, and then go to Ahsoka. So yeah, that has been, you know, pretty neat. And we, we, we really uh, get to explore those characters and what they're dealing with. Because, like, basically the consequences each of them had had to, to deal with and reconcile sort of the consequences of war and, and what had been happening. So I, I'm with you. I think we may look back and say, wow, because I think, we, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm kind of guilty of going, you know, week by week. I'm, at some points I'm looking for like, oh, where's the where's the big action? You know, what have you. But when you do step back and you look at it as a whole. Um, I, th- I think you're right. I think you can see that those four episodes woven together as one story, and, and it is beautiful. And, and there's a lot to be learned with what Ahsoka's dealing with in her exile, and then, you know, is she a Jedi? She's acting how a Jedi should act in the eyes of the Martez sisters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Matt, what do you, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, so I, I just watched Rebels for pretty much the first time and you know having now seen those that first arc where you get more of rex uh you know i didn't even know that rex was in rebels i mean i knew ahsoka showed up <laughs> but i didn't know rex was in it because yeah. i've never seen it and so yeah. then he shows up and when he now when he references things about you know like how bad the clone wars were you know like this adds a little bit of those you know um context to that and the same thing you know the same same thing with ahsoka and you know who's to say that some of these episodes which you know because we I, we've seen some like some some of the criticism online is you know well, yeah where's the action where's this stuff but it's like we don't know that some of these pieces won't play a part later in uh you know in the rest of this season or in you know some future project that could come out or or you know anything so, I mean, if Ahsoka is going to show up in season two of Mandalorian, who's to say, you know, like these next four episodes won't tie directly into that. I mean, it's totally possible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so, oh, man, there's so, so much to cover here. <laughs> and I know we're, we're like your your listeners like, guys, we usually keep these for an hour. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But, uh, we, can go, we can go as long as possible. Yeah. It's fine. That's okay. fine. Yeah. So probably, I guess I'll start. I'm going to start with the the the, the, the most recent story arc uh, and something that was really stood out uh, with me, and that is so we're talking about the Martez sisters and Ahsoka, and how I, I I feel like something that Matt that you had just said is how how Ahsoka is trying to make this decision of like what what was it to be a Jedi and what is you know where is my new life going and and all of that kind of thing and I think one of the major themes that I just and and it really plays into this fact that I just talked to you about Force Collector and how uh, the Emperor had done this masterful job of creating this discontent of who the Jedi were and all of this. And so here here's Ahsoka, pre-Order 66, questioning, questioning her upbringing, questioning everything she believed was right in what the what the Jedi Order does. And and so when the the sort of the the punch in the gut is when uh, Rafa tells her of what happened to their parents because that had been hinted throughout and we we get lots of different uh, we get lots of different um, 
comments about, well, I did this because it's what my mother would have done. Or mm-hmm. Rafa says to Ahsoka, you sound like someone that I, I, you know, that I knew and, and all this kind of stuff. So we learn about their, their parents and what happened. And that it was, t- I mean, okay. So was it the Jedi's fault or was it zero's fault or was mm-hmm. it circum, you know, yeah. it, it's hard except that the Rafa or the Martez sisters placed the blame on the Jedi. So right or wrong, that's what they've done. And she tells that story in such a beautiful way when, when Rafa says, and that Jedi came over to me and she was beautiful. Her dark robes contrasting with her light green skin and she spoke so, and piercing eye. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's Luminara. It, do, do we, yeah, do, do, uh, it's not uh, said, yeah, right? No, but so, it's, yeah, I'm, but... I, but you know, so I, I, I'm. But Rafa was really taken by her, yep. you know, her beauty and all of this kind of thing. But then she says, "I had to make a choice." But one thing you can rem- you can always count on is may the force be with you, or the force will always be with you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Yeah. And how cold and distant that that was to a child who just lost her parents. And so Ahsoka throughout is constantly questioning and hearing stories of the everyday people that they were. Pre- protecting mm-hmm. and that maybe it didn't have the impact that she thought it did. And so, and so, so you have that, uh, which takes me back, which then is, is a thread that goes into what I would say is the novel Ahsoka by EK Johnston, right. because when she leaves and she goes into exile, she finds herself on that moon planet and gets herself involved with the everyday people mm-hmm. and yeah. how they're impacted by the empire. So I see how that builds. The fulcrum piece that I see here, and maybe this, maybe maybe I'm just being the typical English teacher that I'm taking stuff way too far in an analysis, but I almost see, I almost see her working with these two sisters. One's very loving, caring, has had a rough life. The other is tough as nails and fights for to keep a livelihood for her and her sister, and will do anything, even transport spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ahsoka becomes the fulcrum between the two of them, almost the mother figure between the two of them, which then I look at her role in Rebels as she is the go-between. She's the mother figure of the rebellion. I mean, mm-hmm. that, might, that might be taking it too far, and I don't mean to take anything away from Leia Organa or anything like that. No, but you're, yeah. In, yeah. Her, in her position as a Jedi, as a force user, a powerful force user, yeah. she puts herself in that place to be the go-between and, and you know, tries to bring peace to it all. So, I don't know. Your reaction's to what I just said. Yeah, well... I mean, and well, not only that, but in addition to that, you know, earlier when you were talking about uh, like the, the Force Collector book, which I haven't read yet, but, um, you know, talking about how the, the propaganda and everything to convince people that the Jedi were at fault for the Clone Wars. Well, just in that tiny little section there where she's where she's talking about what this Jedi did and why they distrust them. I mean, that, again, like you just just adds more context to the idea of people not trusting the Jedi and all of that just it pushes that forward too. And and, you know, 30 seconds of, of screen time, it, it helps push that forward, too. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And, and I, first of all, I, I the the idea of actually thinking about what does the name Fulcrum mean? Uh, that's Tom. That's that's huge. I had never even thought about that being looked at but you're absolutely right i think that's very fitting and 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 totally works you know and like the other thing is to tie this together i guess you know matt talking about the idea that ahsoka is dealing with her upbringing and how she was raised and questioning it and you know 
uh, huge. it's huge. It's huge. I think for, for a younger audience or for anyone to look at that and see someone, I guess, be challenged to have another perspective challenge where you're coming from. Um, and then to, to deal with that and, and to, sh- to mutually share and to come to some understanding, you know, get to know me, not this title that I, that I once had. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot. And that, that is, I think the beauty in all of that and what she's, and what she's going through, um, you had to to go to level thirteen thirteen to go to the underworld there and kind of see what those folks what their perspective and for that to be starting right now also just sort of shows you um, like the the propaganda of of Palpatine and what he was working for and the demise of the Jedi like um, yeah that that was it was all well sort of uh, seeping and in, in ingrained into the people of Coruscant and maybe even the galaxy so yeah those those are that was deep that was good. <laughs> How about how about that moment? What do you guys think about that moment um, where they are flying out of Coruscant, and yeah. she gets into the military lane, and uh, Anakin senses her? What did you? Th- what? Oh, yeah. What? What a moment! Yeah, yeah, that was huge. And again, like you know, the, the connection there is is back to that you know, um, in in return when Vader and Luke and I'm endangering the mission, the whole sort of thing. Uh, it was it was a cool parallel. But yeah, for him to sense. Her and something I've been coming more to the to the real this this realization is like how significant Ahsoka is, and just how important she is, how important she was to Anakin, and and really, uh, you know, again, you don't want to I don't want to play the what if game right now, but you start to think about like what if I mean how how different would things have been if he had someone underneath him who he was more responsible for in in training and guiding and stuff, and then he loses that piece, it's huge and. And she again is significant in that she is Anakin Skywalker's like you know Padawan learner like that is his like she's with one of the top Jedi ever you know so it just I don't know that that whole scene was really was really interesting to sort of have them sensing one another uh, and and everything it's cool it even brought me back to the to the memories of when Vader you know senses Obi Wan just that presence that 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 you know Obi Wan is here and the Force is with him and that like the force is still with Ahsoka and that's what Anakin can feel so even even if she's not a Jedi anymore uh doesn't matter I mean she she's force sensitive and her ally is the force and so that that was cool cool to see and that's probably the last because I don't think that she's going to run into Anakin in the next four episodes so that is the last time they would feel each other's presence until they fight in Rebels yeah, I, I I don't know. That's what I was thinking too. You know, I I kind of wondered what really. Tom, do you think? Are, so the next couple episodes, are we only going to see? Is it just the Mandalore arc, or or are they going to take us back to, you know, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan? I mean, you know, how much are we going to see? I guess of of the Jedi in Order sixty six or any of that, or is it really just all headed this this way with with Mandalore? So I now this might I might I might say something here that's going to really sound. Uh, dumb or ignorant to the whole storyline, but I suspect that this this next uh, four story arc is going to lead us to Order sixty six at some point. Um, and I wonder, and this is where maybe there's maybe there's a story out there that I just am not aware of that or already described this. But I'm wondering if the Mandalore uh, takeover happens concurrent with Order sixty six, and so I don't think we'll go off of. Mandalore, but I definitely think we will. I, you know, I, clones will be involved, Jedi will be involved, Ahsoka will get tied into all of that in some way. Um, now, will she fight with the Jedi Order again? I, that I don't know. Um, in fact, I lead, you know, I'm in here, I'm just grabbing from the trailers that we've seen. I know she gets uh, reconnected with 
with the the tunnel group and whether the tunnel group is official is official or not i i don't know that um but i i suspect that we're we're just going to witness the fall of mandalore and it's going to be it's going to be epic but i i suspect it's going to uh overlay with with uh revenge of the sith uh, events of that. Something else I'm excited about that. And then I want to, I do want to come back to your thread of the what if with Anakin and Ahsoka, but, uh, but looking at, looking ahead, um, something that I'm excited about and anticipating, um, don't know if it'll happen. And if, if what I thought the first eight episodes were going to be that didn't, then this won't happen, but I'm dying to know since it was mentioned in episode eight, uh, when Maul is talking to the Pikes and we learn about the black sun, I'm hoping we learn more about Maul's connections to the underworld. And maybe there'll be some sort of a tie in to uh, solo mm-hmm. there. I'm hoping to see something there, whether it's, I, I doubt it'll be Kira, but maybe Quinlan Voss. Yeah. No, no, not, I'm sorry. Not Quinlan Voss, uh, the, the guy with the scars, Dryden. Uh, Dryden. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping maybe we get to see some of, if not see some of him, hear discussion of him. I don't, I don't need to see some of these characters. Yeah, I just want to see, I want to see the threads of them coming together, so that when now when we go back and we watch, uh, when we watch, um, uh, Solo, we're like, oh, that's why, or that's why that happened there, or something like that. Right. Yeah. For so sure. taking taking that thread of what if Ahsoka had stuck around. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on the route of speculating what if, but I did want to point out uh, an observation I made between. So you take the, the the story arc of the Bad Batch that involves Anakin, you take the story arc of Ahsoka. I think these are intentionally juxtaposed with each other, because what we're starting to see in the Bad Batch with Anakin is how he's starting to lose control. He's starting to become more emotionally involved in his. Anger is getting the better of him as a je- as a Jedi, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see his slip into the the fall. Whereas Ahsoka, we see her taking taking a, a potential. You know, she could take the 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 route of Rafa, and they she could become really wealthy. She's a powerful ally for Rafa, and she could go into the into the uh, underworld, and they could they could become influencers on level thirteen thirteen and become the queens of level thirteen thirteen. Yeah. She has that option, but she chooses to go the other route, and so we see on one side Anakin starting to struggle, and on the other side we see uh, Ahsoka starting to become the woman that she's going to become in fulcrum and i just think it's so beautifully played together um when we sit back and we look at the big picture in front of us and we're like wow we are really starting to see something deep here in in season seven and so matt will they see each other in the final story arc of mandalore i have no idea but it really kind of scares me to think of what if they do see each other and it and is are will the actions of Anakin Skywalker drive Ahsoka even further from him uh and we know she goes down to do great so it's not like will he draw right. her in but what kind of an impact will if, if they see each other again what kind of an impact will that have yeah because in in Rebels uh the end of season two when they fight you know she says um, I won't leave you again. And so you know, you could have just interpreted it all the way then as well. We know that, uh, you know, she leaves the order and maybe that's the last time. But now I almost like this, 
them, her going and Anakin, you know, when she's in the military lane, if that is their kind of final moment together, because then it just adds that much more distance, you know, like when you would just, you see somebody like, oh. you know, sometimes like, like, you know, you know, I've ever like, you like you're you know you break up with somebody and then like yo you run into them years later you just kind of see them and you're always just kind of like you know like oh wow you know or something, yeah, like, yeah. something like that or you know or somebody that you had like a falling out while, with or yeah. something that you see you know and it's just you kind of all those mem like that stuff kind of just like hits you so if that were kind of like their final moment that I think I'd be kind of it's almost kind of cold kind of distance and then I think it just makes that moment in Rebels that much more that much more powerful if that is their their final their their the next time they see each other. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, t Tom, I love what you're saying, too, about how she seems to be gaining more control and he seems to be losing control a little bit. Or we see him start to stagger a little bit. And it's it's interesting, too. And one of the big lessons, right, is that, um, well, y Yoda tells us that failure is the, you know, uh, greatest teacher and, and really life experiences mold and, and, and shape us. And so I think Ahsoka is seeing things just from a completely different perspective, learning so much and shaping her own views now and, and, and moving forward. And it is going to be, as you say, very uh, in, important for her to learn those skills, learn how to deal with what's going on or what the need is for those people. You know, they're desperate and they need those credits. What can she then, how can she tie those individuals, you know, together with the rebellion later on? As you say, be that fulcrum. That's, yeah, where, where we're driving to, so such such a great uh such a great and and you don't see it on the surface when you watch it i mean you might watch. it took me several viewings to to develop those uh ideas and thoughts and i'm, I'm hoping that's what they want me to see i don't know maybe maybe the maybe i'm maybe i'm wacky no i think you're right <laughs> and, you're I, spot and, on. and i'm just I'm digging too deep, but, uh, but so, okay. So let's talk about some, if you don't mind, I, yeah. look, I've, I've, I've kind of pushed you guys out of the driver's seat and now I'm, I'm, I'm driving the bus. Come on, now. Come um, on. Let's, let's talk about something fun and that, I mean, this is all fun, but let's talk about something crazy fun. Like the bad batch. Yeah. I fell in love with that. It took me a while. I didn't, I didn't care for the attitude of the bad batch at the first, right. but man, after that story arc, I was so sad to see them go. So this is something we talked about on the show. And so who is your favorite member of the Bad Batch? I mean, Wrecker, Wrecker was just so great because yeah. he just wanted to blow stuff up. And, you know, just like in, in a way, I, I joked on Twitter that they reminded me of kind of like the Ninja Turtles because uh, and I'm, I, I don't know all their names, but tech, you know, is kind of like the Donatello. And then you have Wrecker who's kind of like the Raphael. And then you've got uh, the leader. I'm forgetting his name, but he was a little more in the middle. Just, there's four of them. So it just totally reminded me of like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. What was the, was the leader's name like? Hunter. What was his name? Um, Hunter, I think it was, or something like Hunter. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there was Crosshair. Was the the, the yeah. sniper? Yeah. Crosshair. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I I thought they all were really cool, and it was it was neat to kind of. Isn't there a tie back to the one um, clone who was I'm trying to think? Was it ninety nine or whatever? Who was um, he, he helped him? It's like early on in Clone Wars. You remember what I'm talking about there, Tom? Um, he, he was. Yes, he was. He was the he was he became the maintenance man. That's right. Uh, yeah. Of of the the clone barracks or whatever, and eventually sacrificed himself to save them all. To save them. And yeah. so when they when they say that they're bat that they're uh, uh, ninety uh, what is it outfit ninety nine or that's not it. Yeah, unit. Yeah, but, th but that's yeah. that's the throwback yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and because he he the reason he was in that position is because of of just the genetic you know 
um, just that he didn't turn out like everyone else or, or you know, what have you. And so that was kind of neat to see that. I, I think the leader was was pretty cool. He, he reminded me, I mean, he almost had like a Rambo, like weird. He had the, he had the you know. <laughs> yeah, Hunter, yeah, Hunter, Hunter was his name. Was yeah, it Hunter? Yeah. It, it, yeah, like an 80s vibe, you know, and I was like, this guy can, he's like, he, no one really told us what his actual special like ability was other than like you, you take his name and this he's just uh he can track well he can do different things he's just the leader yeah. you know and you're like whoa this guy this guy's different and, and they think different and they use those different tactics and i thought that was a a, a great way to to re- well also to show us what was you know bring echo in rex how, how they're being countered and then to to use their skills to um to to, to counter the algorithm that uh they had developed but yeah i think hunter was pretty was pretty cool um they they all like have have uh, attributes that were that were really neat i wonder what happens like i don't really know is there is there more on those guys like do we like are they you know i that is they just go off and that's it i mean (laughs) they're intriguing right so here so here's here's the speculative uh question that we ask uh, not we coffee kenobi but at work that we ask is do the does the bad batch have the chip that is actually what I was just thinking. Like, do they, or, or, or would it not affect them because of their, you know, uh, differences or whatever? Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing. I would not want to be the Jedi that's working with the Bad Batch when Order 66 happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were all fated to fail, but Bad Batch would have, I mean, they probably could have taken out two or three Jedi uh, oh. knowing that they were getting the element of surprise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the element, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Yeah, because I I keep thinking like you know we 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 learn about Rex and and uh, you know he, he says in Rebels Matt was just telling me the other day like you know that he had a choice he's talking to Kanan and so I think mm-hmm. I want to see what all of that how that all pans out really you know what happens with the chip that they have and and everything so yeah that's funny those those characters were um, were very interesting and uh, I'd love to see whether even if it's a comic book series or something. To, to kind of explore them more and and learn and learn about them. I'll tell you what. I know my students uh, absolutely. Before all of this, you know, uh, craziness came down, I wasn't able to. We're in school closure now. Uh, they love Clone Wars and they know all of those characters. They know them by name. They, they know what what the tie-ins are. It just it, it so it's a hit. I they, they that landed with I'll tell you my students personally, and then just I think that younger uh, generation. And I think it's freaking awesome. So. It's but. been it's been a great ride, and uh, I don't recall when the Clone Wars originally came out. Do you do you guys have a date on that? Was it late two thousands or? Uh, the, uh, well, the, it, it, there was the Cartoon Network Clone Wars, and then <laughs> I think it was I think it was like a couple years after that was when they started the new version of it. I want to say like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay, yeah. That was the ballpark. That was the ballpark I was thinking, and I was just thinking, you know, what a what a what a run it has been, even with the huge pause. In fact, I didn't I didn't pick up on the Clone Wars until it was in the pause, um, and I was I had just over the years been picking up the the DVD sets, but I wasn't watching them. I was just getting them because yeah. I loved Star Wars, and I was like, oh, this looks cool, and I picked it up, and I and I had them, and I didn't realize the treasure that I was collecting through those. Of course, now I got them on Disney Plus, but right. regardless. Uh, it, it has been a, an amazing story arc, and it's it's a it's a great study in how how you can take something feature filmish and and bring a a really important side story to it to develop the characters, to develop the storyline, to develop the, the the setting, and uh, and 
I, I'm, I'm, like I said, it, it's going to be like the day after Christmas when uh, episode 12 airs. But I, I, mm-hmm. I really am so anxious to see how does this all wrap up. Yeah, I, I, I like what you said. You, you think back over all of Clone Wars and like there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be learned like there's so many different lessons it's not even just with the jedi it's with the politics and learning about what's going on with with palpatine and how he's manipulating things and and padme there's way more padme and and her oh, role yeah. is huge i mean it's actually it's so big uh the things that she her working with ahsoka and then satine and and mandalore and what's happening there it's really complex and there's there's a lot to it and i actually uh, I'll never forget when, when my students first started to kind of like, you know, challenge me on some of my Star Wars or my Clone Wars knowledge. And I thought, dang, this is great. These guys, this is good stuff. They were talking, it, again, it was higher level thinking. They were really in these deep, you know, conversations about right and wrong and what you should be doing. And I was like, that is, the, it, it landed. You know, Star Wars has done what, you know, Dave Filoni, I think he, he did exactly. He continued George Lucas's uh, mission in, in teaching and, and passing on some of these good lessons for kids because, uh, it's just jam packed. It is absolutely jam packed with mm-hmm. with goodness, and it's it's yeah, it's bittersweet. It's it's crazy to think that it's about to all kind of you know c- come to an end here. And I remember being at celebration when this was talked about, or when you would get like a panel with Dave Filoni kind of uh, showing you his sketches or or some of what he had thought about, and you thought, man, there was the story went on, and and I, we didn't think we were ever going to get it, and now we do, and then we're it's it's just uh, as you say a roller coaster. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that moment that uh, my poster from Celebration with Ahsoka with the explosion behind her. Mm-hmm. We're we're still waiting to know: Are we going to get to see her creator white lightsaber? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's how it ends. Is yeah. is she's she's making that at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Again, it'll be. Uh, it'll it'll be fascinating. So we got four more. What we got four more weeks? Right? Is that? Uh, Mm-hmm. more episodes i believe so yeah and, and i'm holding out i'm so holding out for like a surprise announcement not that there'll be more episodes but that the final four will be our an hour long each oh my <laughs> gosh someone else was. it won't yeah. but I, I you know i hope for that right i, I think I, I heard some um i was listening to another podcast somewhere and they were talking about like you know why did they keep the same format why didn't we get more it's it's shorter you know uh, and again, it's it's stuff that they had penciled down, and and I think it's actually material they've been using when they created Rebels. You know, Dave Loney's there, and and some of these other individuals who were who were working on that story already sort of knew what was going to happen here, and we're just now finally getting to to see that. But which is why we will see those connections in Rebels and and the Ahsoka book and 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 all yeah. of this, um, which which is which is yeah. cool. Yeah, I I do think that the ending is going to be like huge. I think it's going to be something something really big that's going to push Star Wars, that's going to push Star Wars like way forward. I mean because I mean just in you know I I also re- recently rewatched Mandalorian again and I mean it's like you know the first episode of Mandalorian is huge. I mean Baby Yoda changes everything. The last episode is the dark saber and having just plowed through Rebels, I mean there's <laughs> not like you know filler content in the middle but you get to the the beginning of the ends of every season of Rebels are like huge big oh, yeah. like dry, big deal. So I I do I do my expectation is that you know Something. I think, and I, I think it'll be completely met. Is that the? It's going to end with something that's going to just be bigger than. Oh, hey, now we're at Order sixty six. I think there'll be some, some, some big secret. That's exciting. It, it is. I, I hope so. And, and you know, Matt and I have been talking a lot about um, just Ahsoka and the connection of, the, of this story. That, like, if you look at just her character being in in all of Clone Wars, and then we have books about her, and then into Rebels, and then even possibly. 
you know, there's a, there's a tie-in with with the Rise of Skywalker, maybe season two Mandalorian, and maybe another, um, you know, where is Ezra Bridger situation. It's yep. it's really uh, interconnected, and it's 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 really good. So, yeah, I think uh, I would love to see something just mind blowing. You know, uh, I don't know that we're gonna get it, but it would be it would be really fun if if they did something kind of kind of crazy in the last two episodes. <laughs> so, well, the thing the thing I'm I'm watching for going forward into Mandalore um, because, and that could, good could be more of a tie to where Ahsoka and where she's headed. Um, the thing I'm looking for and I'm going to follow the trail of is the black saber. Yes. Mm. There's, there's your tie from Mandalore to, or Mandalore, the Mandalore ep, uh, season to uh, Clone Wars now is where does that black saber go? Because well, we know Sabine's mom ends up with it at the end of, rebels am i am mm-hmm. i correct there mm-hmm. okay yeah so i don't know i i think the black saber is going to become yeah. a story piece that we're going to be able to thread through to where maybe that's why ahsoka is going to show up in um in mandalorian yeah yeah for sure it's it gets that's the big mystery is is how did it get to moff gideon and and, and all of that so uh yeah so yeah. much more story to tell and now to see ahsoka about to go to mandalore and be connected there it's going to make it all just i think we're just going to zip it all together and it's going to be you know it's going to fit real it's gonna it's gonna be great. So Woo! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh, this has been awesome, man. This is great. I I I love it. I love that like that that deep deep analysis of of this series. You know, it's we needed that. We really needed that here because I think uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm being serious because because you know sometimes we when you get in the week by week and you and you fail to go back and and rewatch and, and watch stuff over you know back to back to back. I think that's yeah. Again, it's it that's that's where I think it's at. I think you do need to go back and really see how they storyboarded it out and created it. So, so thanks again to Tom because that that is um, some deep level uh, connections we're making there. So, um, all right. Well, um, wow, that has been we covered a lot of ground, and uh, I feel like there's I feel like there's even so much more we could talk about. But it's just it's, yeah, it's yeah. great to it's great to have to, uh, <laughs> it's great to have Tom here. And um, so so with this, I also wanted to mention too. You know, you brought up. Um, Dan Zare's book, and I, I wanted to mention to you guys, I, I've listened to the show, and I said this last time, I've listened to Coffee with Kenobi for a long time, and and uh, it's one of those podcasts that that got me into to podcasting. I really, I, I, I liked it, I loved the, the, the conversation, I loved to have, to hear the roundtables and, and the discussion, and it's just good community, it just sort of feels good, so uh, when I saw his book was coming out, I, I thought that was huge, and I wanted to make sure before we uh, let everyone go, just to, to be looking forward to that, you know, the Star Wars book, uh, expand your knowledge of a galaxy far, far away. It's, it's awesome. And, and I, I, I do encourage folks, you know, again, we want people to listen to Hyperspace Hangout, but I, 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 there's room to, to go listen to. There's so many good conversations happening across the fandom. And I really think, you know, if you go listen to Coffee with Kenobi, the positivity over there that you guys have and the energy, um, I love it. I really do love sitting and listening. And I feel like I'm right in there at the table, you know, talking with you guys about this stuff. And so, and I've been doing that for years. And that's the thing is, is I want you guys to be encouraged and know that because um, there, there's so many different people who look up to that conversation and it's, it's, uh, it's just neat. It's just really neat. So you guys are killing it over there. Well, thank you. I, boy, those are super kind words, and I really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, Dan and Corey are the co-founders of Coffee with Kenobi six years ago. I mean, next month, or uh, yeah, next month will be, I believe, six years. Wow. Um, I could be wrong on that. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're well into the 300s on episodes. 336, I think, is what we recorded this week. 
And, uh, and so, you know, Dan does a great job of, uh, of, of keeping the positivity. He's a super positive guy himself. Um, but he and Corey created something great. And, uh, and your story is, is pretty common, uh, for a lot of the podcasts that are out there. And you know what you guys have, I've listened to several of your episodes and you guys have created a, such a great, uh, a niche for yourselves. And you've got, I know you have great listeners out there as well. And so, you know, if Coffee with Kenobi is the model that people are using to put together great product like you guys are doing, that just, it makes me feel good in my heart because, because uh, I know all of the hard work that Dan puts in and, and our conversations, you know, it's, it's fun. It's great to talk. And that's why we, we do it because we love it, but it's, it's hard work too. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, and I know how much work you guys put in, uh, to editing shows and editing out all of my, uhs and my, uhs and my, <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but that, that's awesome. I'm so glad yeah. to hear, uh, to hear that story, uh, that, that you've enjoyed uh, Coffee with Kenobi because it is something, it's a labor of love for us um, over yeah. in that area. And make sure you've always got that cup of coffee yeah. when you're listening. I always think it's better to, to listen to podcasts with a with a cup of coffee, whether it's your show or um, or, uh, or our, our, even our own show or Rebel yeah. Base podcast. Or yeah. That's one that I listen to um, all the time. Um, and there's several others out there that they're just this guy. There's so many of them, so many great ones that, uh, that, that I want to mention them all, but it's always great to just get a cup of coffee or, you know, sometimes it's just get on the treadmill, put the headphones in yep. and run or walk, whatever this time of year, you know, run or walk or do whatever it is and just listen to these great shows and get to meet great people like you guys. This is, this has been so much fun. I I'm so thankful that, uh, that you had me on again. This is, yeah. uh, I'm starting to feel like yeah, maybe, hey. maybe I should start keeping a count like on Saturday night live when the guests come back and like, this is my sixth time on Saturday night live. <laughs> I'll start doing that with you guys. But I I'm so thankful that yeah. you guys uh, wanted to have me back and it's always great talking with you. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's just a, just a good time. So, um, and, and uh, before we, you know, uh, last thing here. So again, you, you can follow, uh, Tom at, uh, Draftline on Twitter. And I did see, yeah, if you go there, there's a link in his bio for personal blog. Um, and then again, they're, they're doubling up the shows over at, you know, coffee with Kenobi. So make sure you head over to coffee with Kenobi, uh, .com. And yeah, I think you can find your guys' podcast pretty much anywhere. Uh, just, where, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, again, thanks so much, Tom. We, we really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Cannot wait for and I this is this is where I'm you know, like like celebration. I'm just sort of like <laughs> it's one of those things that because I'm feeling it right now. You know we're we're here at uh, the beginning of April and I feel like that celebration vibe. And I'm just sort of like God. I I hope they have it and I hope we get to go to the social and all that good stuff. So yeah. Uh, but, oh man, that'll yeah. be so so much fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll be discussing your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin stories, or some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.